I learned about greed at an early age. My mom, she was a cable technician, so she used to be the person that installed a cable, like uh, I believe it was like chartered or so back in the day. And I remember she was able to get us free cable um, by just knowing the systems and hooking us up for free. And that was great. We had all the shows we wanted. We had all the benefits. Even we had HBO, which was a pretty hard thing to do with the what's free cable. So this led to other people in our apartment complex getting free cable, which was great for everyone. Everyone had free cable, but eventually backfired when I believe um, some random uh, charter technician or someone uh, was browsing the area. I think they were just trying to get someone that just moved into our apartment complex some cable in which if they would have asked around, they would have got free cable. But instead, they just wanted, you know, cable and they found that this whole complex is getting free cable. And after that technician came, I believe my mom wasn't working there by then. Um, that was the last bit of free cable. And it was a lesson learned, you know, maybe um, we should not let others benefit of our stuff that is free. And that's when I learned about greed and feeding the community. Sometimes it's not that good. Most times it's great. And we are back. Welcome to the one night. Oh my goodness. Not the one night in Reno podcast. Welcome to lost in the woods with fames. You are now lost in the woods with fames. Just, just, just push play. I did not intentionally butcher it, but I'm just showing you guys I'm human and I'm not going to edit that. For some reason, I wanted to say one night in Reno, but this is Lost in the Woods with Fames Episode 9. And if you are going to work, if you're getting ready for a workout, if you're celebrating your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, and you just need something to listen to, you know how we're about to do it. we got a jam out session with Fames, and we have no guests today, but here we go. And also, it's a party, you know? Be ready. We're here to party. We're here to listen. We're here to get educated, uneducated. The party never ends. In a motel land with my sins, yeah. I'm trying to get revenge. You'll be all out of love in the end. Spitting hours on this flight, man. Told a pilot ain't no flight plans. Can't believe whatever I'm saying. And ain't no whenever I land. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get revenge You'll be all out of love in the end 
Bicentennial man, put the city on slam She get trippy off Zans, lost 21 grams And she did it on cam, went no video dance Make my own rules, I really don't pick, I just choose I don't set pics, I just shoot Chopping is screwed, I told her it's BYOB That mean buy your own boobs, put it on God He don't wanna put me on top Can't be put in a box, gotta move on the ops Never got the move on the drop Niggas tryna move on the sky and move that deep Tryna run down shit steep Gotta act a fool with the squad, next city no sleep Back to the 713 Spent 10 hours on this flight, man this is the kind of mood I'm in right now. Lost in the woods with fames. I'm happy you guys are here. Episode 9. What were you doing in 2009? 1999? 1989? Were you even born in 1989? Make you think. Think about that. I got some more shit to tell you about. We, we hit into the next song. man. It's going to be one of these uh, episodes where maybe I'm freestyling. Maybe I'm uh, dropping knowledge. Maybe I'm just telling you about love. Maybe love's on the mind. I, I know I might let you down. Maybe twice in a while. And I apologize. I get emotional sometimes. But I'll keep running with my best foot forward. Cause the race to love is never over. Talk about love on this podcast today. It's kind of moon I am, but I'm in love right now. Anyways, we're here, episode nine. Hope you guys are having a good time. Um, welcome back. You know, uh, the daily. Lost in the Woods with Fames or Weekly Podcast. Maybe I'll add some more episodes. I got some people coming on. Maybe I'm teasing you. Maybe I'm lying. But maybe this doesn't exist. Who knows? Uh, but anyways, welcome to Lost in the Woods with Fames, episode nine. Sometimes you got to be careful about asking stuff to about your friends or your family or your significant other or so, like how they've view you like it's okay to know how they view you and stuff but there's some questions you should probably keep to yourself like like um uh, the other day i was asking my uh significant other hey uh how do you tell your friends like what i do for a living you know do you tell them i work at a hospital or you tell them like i'm a, a full-time podcaster and she chuckled about that full-time podcaster thing and I, and I was like, well, I am a full-time podcaster. I, I do podcasting. You know, I I make a, a, a living doing a podcast. And she she still, you know, didn't say much. She was just smiling. And that usually is an indication that maybe uh just read my body and let's not go down that, uh, that warm hole. So then I was like, well, I want to know why you have the smile. So, so, um tell me and do you tell them I'm a podcaster or that that's what pays the bills around here or pays some of the bills 
And she said, no, you're not a technically a podcaster. You're a volunteer podcaster. And I was I was thrown off because I never viewed myself as a volunteer podcaster. But she explained to me that, well, since you're not making any money off of it, you're doing this shit for free. So that's why you're technically a volunteer podcaster. To this day, I'm not going to view myself as a volunteer podcaster. I'm a real life podcaster. I wake in the morning and then I breathe this shit. So Lost in the Woods with Fames, like I said, this is a non-volunteer podcast. This is how I get my um, my income that's not financial, you know, mental mental finance, if that means anything, my uh, mental currency. So fast forward to all that. Back to the podcast. I watched this movie the other day called Midsummer. I uh, would recommend n- no one to watch it, but it was about um, I think we probably I probably talked to it with my friend, probably in person, but. I'm not sure if we're talking on podcasts, but technically it was these, this is the basic of it, but the premise of the movie was like this community cult in Sweden. You live to a certain age. If you make it till the year 72, I believe, you know, that's, you know, that's your limit. You don't need to go about far, far. You lived a great life if you make it to 72 and then you just jump off a cliff and you die and there's a ceremony and a lot of stuff. And the only reason why I'm bringing up that movie is because some movies you should not watch. And that was one of the movies I was just like, what in the hell is going on? And I'm happy that I watched it. So I know that I don't ever need to watch it again. So anyways, I want to talk about love. And that's what we're going to do today. All my lovers and friends, unfortunately, someone reached out to me. And and this is a podcast where some people reach out to me at lostwithfames at gmail.com. And we're going to start at with uh, the email from a person asking about relationship advice. And it's going to just be one of the things that we'll be talking about. So I have an email from one of our listeners. Shout out to the listeners. It's crazy that it's growing so much lately. I'm not sure how, but thanks for all the people listening and uh it means a lot. Um, so I'm not going to say his name. He wants me to keep him anonymous, which is weird because I'm pretty sure his wife her is his wife does not listen. Whew. All right. Wife had an affair. All right. Tough. My wife had an affair for a few months and I learned last year since that day, we've been working on it and trying to see where it goes. We also have a kid together who is three. About three months ago, though, I finally made up my mind that I was going to leave her. I was, I'm getting sidetracked, but I was watching this A and E documentary or series about this dude killed his wife because she was like having um, kind of like a violent spell on him. But this dude was like 400 pounds. He killed her, shot her, and he was like, she said something about him and she'll kill him and his kid, which uh, I don't know if she really said that, but he got like victim i think manslaughter but he found out that the kid wasn't his i was sad all right so anyways back to this story there's been no physical abuse or anything like that but she is always putting me down gaslighting still and is still in regular contact with the dude co-worker etc i have the papers ready to show her but i've been carrying on sleeping with her still living together with our child like it's some 
it's same old. That's weird, you know. The coworker is the dude she slept with, and she has to keep regular contact with him. That's always weird too, because I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of relationships that you know there's a lot of cheating on, or there's cheating on it usually has to do with a coworker at work. And a lot of relationships they have those uh, coworker um, friends or what are they coworker husbands or coworker wives and stuff and i see it all the time like i see like so and so is buying them lunch and then we know they're both married and stuff or such and such and they hang out they giggle and all that all kind of stuff like that's a common thing and i don't know if it's healthy or not i try not to cross those barriers uh but it happens very frequently and then and always always it takes is just um hey um we're going to uh we have a work outing and all the everyone from work is about to meet up at a bar, get some food and stuff. And people might not want to invite their spouse or anything. Like it's the work thing. Like I don't want you. Like you don't need to be there. You don't have to ask. You know, talk to Susie or uh, you talk to Matt or anything at the job. It's just going to be us, and we're outside of work and stuff. And then you know, two of the work husbands and wives are just talking. And hey, we have. I don't. We have some time. Maybe we can go do something and. There's alcohol involved, and um, those decisions tend to be altered. It's just sidetracked. Anyways, I've not been there emotionally for her, though, for these three months, and generally didn't show affection other than sex. I'm mostly afraid of showing her the dissolution papers for fear of her losing her shit. She has a temper. When I first learned about the affair, I started to move things to the spare bedroom, and I said I needed space. She went berserk and started throwing my shit outside and said, if we can't work on things together, then we're done. My child saw all of this and I vowed to try to make it work for our child's sake. I now know that was my chance to just leave. But like an idiot, I didn't take it, James or fame. Sorry, I'm a I'm a child of divorce and I feel awful for wanting to put my own child through the same thing. I just wanted opinions on all this, and I guess, and if anyone else has gone through this, I'm asking you, Fames. Thanks for creating Lost in the Woods with Fames. Thanks, man. Um, sorry that you're going through that. That kind of really sucks. A few things that stands out with me, Mr. Anonymous, is your wife has a temper, and then she got mad because you moved all your stuff to the spare bedroom when you guys are fighting, even though she cheated on you. That's the, that's, that's one thing that people do. They like you, like you fucked up and then you're the one who's acting like the victim. Maybe that's gaslighting. I'm not really sure. I, I'd be butchering and gaslighting, by the way. Let me just look up the definition of gaslighting. Gaslighting is a noun or excuse me, as a verb, manipulate by psycho- psychological means and to question their own sanity. Yeah, so it sounds like that's part of the gaslighting thing. Um, and then you're waiting. It's been three months and maybe the divorce papers take a while and maybe you have a lot of PTSD of uh, leaving because uh, you are a child of divorce or a child of divorce and all. But I, I feel like you should leave. Um Obviously, she cheated on you. I think the cheating thing is just so. It's like it's it's uh it's so 
maybe it's not the act of cheating that bothers me the most. It's just like how you view me or how you view the other one that you cheated. Like you felt like, like you just didn't respect me enough to just, you know, talk to me about some shit and maybe we could work it out. Instead, you hooked up with a coworker that you work with. And now I'm trying to put everything two to two together for the last year. Cause you told me a few months ago, uh, well, you said your wife had an affair a few months ago that you learned last year. So yeah, like, but it's just like, it's a lot in three months. I recommend Mr. Anonymous get the papers, have some money to the side. So you can try to get at least half or full custody of your son. That sounds like an uphill battle, but it's a sucky situation. Um, you got to understand that you need to protect yourself. And the next couple of months to years is going to be brutal, but it's just part of the process. And if someone doesn't respect you, and this is for everyone out there in a relationship from the relationship guru fames, lost in the woods. Um, if someone doesn't respect you, then there's no reason to uh, keep the relationship or even pursue a relationship. You know, respect is one of the biggest things and they're not willing to, to communicate instead do stuff behind your back is very, uh, just very fucked up. And I'm not a big person to believe in that. So Mr. Anonymous, thanks for reaching out. And this leads to my next segment of who, what, where, and who created. I'll let you know after we do the good old drop. Doing the people. Oh, somebody. Oh, he needs some milk. Yes, he needs some milk. Who created divorces? You know, they, I hate when people say this, and I don't know if it's true, but when people say all 50% of all divorces, wait, 50% of all marriages leads to divorces. I don't know how the truth is that. It just seems like a lame stat, and I'm not willing to look it up. But um, Mr. Anonymous had me think and about just divorces and the history of divorces. Like, when did they start? You know, when did they come in big thing? And I got the history of divorces. I'm excited to let you guys know. And I want to apologize if it got weird about the fleshlight or not the fleshlight, but just the sex toys. We're all grownups. Actually, I don't know how young people are listening to this, but I do have explicit in the in the upload thing. So. According to this information I got, um, divorces actually the first sign of law of divorce started in uh, 1760 BC before Christ or I don't know what the BC is for. I think it's like before common something. I don't know. During the ring of King Hamba Rabba of Babylon, it is believed that the king carved 282 laws in stone tablets including the law of divorce. That's crazy. First, you're carving laws in a stone. Like, man, someone was working mad hard. He had a hammer and uh, some kind of pick or so. And you have to write a law. Laws. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that sounds terrible. Anyways, shout out to the people that made those laws. During the period, a man can divorce his wife by simply saying, hey, you are not my wife, which was followed by a payment of a fine and returning to the wife's dowry. What does dowry mean? Thank God I have Google dowry. 
property or money brought by a bride to her husband on their marriage. Oh, however, if the wife wanted the divorce, she was required to file a complaint to obtain a divorce. So you were just back in the days, you just returned your wife, like returned a sender. That's crazy. But the thing with those times is you didn't live that long. You lived like to be like 40 if that 45. And then you just like, so you got to, but they were getting married like at 12 and 13, man, that doesn't make sense. Divorces. They just, they're very light. Anyways, divorce began to gain support all over the world. And a number of countries sought the adoption and legislation of divorce began to increase. Um, so divorce was first applied in a fallen country, France, 1762. Isn't, uh, France is supposed to be like the love country. I don't know how it is, but it is, but made it illegal in 1816. So they, they made it illegal in 1762 and about, what is that? 40, 50, about 54 years or yeah, 54 years later, they made it illegal. Germany, 1875. Ireland, 1997. Damn. Ireland, what were you doing? Italy, 1974. Spain, 1981. The U.S. Um, divorce became legal in 1701 in South Carolina in 1949. Wow. The South is really bad with laws and divorces. All right, so then we'll go to the Christian divorce. Divorce is very controversial in the Christian community during the Roman Empire. After Christianity became the official religion of the Romans in 30, no, 380 AD, divorce was strongly opposed by the church. During the time, the noblemen found refuge and a decora- a declaration from church officials dissolving their marriage for some valid reasons and technicalities. Um, interesting. I remember, um, I knew someone that got divorced kind of, well, I knew they got divorced, not kind of, but they were like really linked to the, um, to the, what is it? Catholic church. And they had to do hella shit to get divorced. Like they had to go talk to, um, I don't want to butcher it because I respect religions, but they had to go to like the head person of the Catholic, the Catholic church, the priest or whoever they have there, and he had to okay the divorce. I guess at the time, though, she was being, like, abused, not, like, physically, but mentally abused by her husband and stuff. But that's, uh, they had to go through all that just to get divorced. But I'm surprised divorce started so long ago. I was actually, I thought divorce was kind of, like, a recent thing. Uh, And also, I couldn't find anything about like when women started technically having more powers to divorce and stuff. The um, but divorces are are really hard. I always see like the divorce and like um like the celebrity divorces and stuff and they, they don't always look nice and stuff. And then people always like why didn't you sign um like the prenup or like do a prenup and stuff. And I can understand why people don't do that. No one thinks about like that this shit's not going to work, you know, like why would I think that and why would I have the, that feeling 
But I think it gets a little bit um, sketchy if you're like a millionaire or billionaire and you're marrying this woman that you found on a yacht in uh, when you're celebrating Christmas in the Mediterranean Sea. That's when it gets a little hard because you're like, is so-and-so, does she really love me? Because she doesn't and I don't do this prenup. It's all bad. That's half or a significant amount. But I don't know. Divorces are interesting. I brought it up because I wanted to know who, what, when, and who created divorces. Um, and if you're going to divorce, reach out to us. Let us know about the process. It seems very stressful. Um, can you imagine you getting a divorce? Like you have a house, you guys both work, and then you guys have to split everything in half. It seems like, like who keeps the house? Who keeps the car? Who keeps the Pokemon cards? Who keeps the MacBook where all the recordings of the Lost in the Woods with Fames? Who keeps the Jordans? Who keeps the plants? Who keeps the dog? Who keeps the kids? I'm going to keep it real with you. Let me keep the MacBook. Let me keep the dog. Let me keep the plants. You can have everything else. You got the house. You got the kids. Let me keep my grill. Lost in the Woods with Fames. And this is the good old doing the people oh he needs some milk i try not to talk about the vaccination too much but man it is crazy people just be talking and i don't know how like they be like it's weird but people be like uh they have all these board meetings right now um especially in the south sorry sorry to my south listeners hope i'm not losing you but you guys got a lot going on down there but they're having these board meetings about their students wearing masks and stuff and they shouldn't wear it. And then there's these physicians that are talking about it. Like these are physicians that work at maybe a local hospital or so. And they're like opposed to masks too. And it's amazing because then they're like, they're like, so I, I seen a video where there's this physician saying the CDC and I, le- I believe the, in Indiana and the uh, Indiana board of health are wrong about masks. And then there's another one in Tennessee. Um, this physician was talking about the same thing with the CDC and maybe the public health of Tennessee's public health, right? About masks and stuff. And the thing is, like physicians, like I learn every day, and I'm pretty sure a lot of physicians will agree with this. Like they don't, they don't know everything. No one knows everything, but these physicians know the shit they're working with. So if I'm going to go to a knee surgeon to work on my knee. I'm not going to a knee surgeon to work on my respiratory fucking uh, issues. Like they know what they're specializing and people have to understand that. These people in the CDC, they, I mean, do your research, I guess, but they know they like, they have people that do these research. They have people that do these, you know, stats. They do these um, analysis and all that. They, they know and they're just trying to uh, decrease just other stuff. Like people are talking about wearing these masks, but yeah, maybe um, I don't know much about COVID to an extent, but I know that it might have a low like mortal more mortality rate, which you know not a lot of people are dying from it. But that doesn't mean that people aren't going to the hospitals. So a lot of people are going to the hospitals, and they're filling up the hospital. Because people aren't wearing their masks or not washing their hands. But then there's other people that's like having cardiac issues, having respiratory issues that aren't pertaining to COVID, 
having cancer treatments, you know, like uh, I had um, my mom's uh, future husband, if you want to say, he just had a surgery for some like uh, removal of some cancer, uh, some cancer from him. Now, that's going to be an issue down the road for other people that's trying to get their like certain cancer removed because they're going to start stopping technically elective surgery and then it's going to be a process of the um top physician at the hospital is going to have to approve every surgery to be uh to be granted and that makes everything a slower thing because there's no spaces in the hospital so that's why it's it's i try not to talk about it but it's just crazy like it's not that big of a deal to wear a mask like i wear a fucking n95 for at least eight hours a day for five days a week 40 hours and then i wear a regular mask on top of the n95 and then i wear these glasses that are prescription uh goggles that are are uh, pressing down on my um, eyes so that no air gets into my eyes or anything. And I'm wearing that throughout the day just to keep myself safe and also the patients. I don't know how if I have COVID. I'm vaccinated, but if I do have COVID, it's very less likely of me wearing, giving them COVID with me wearing an N95 and another mask and also me getting COVID from them with my protection all. But that's my rant and I do apologize. Um, yeah. And also, uh, wear a mask and wash your hands. In this next good old segment, you know how we're doing it. Sorry that it's going to be boring. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? Yes. The boring segment, my favorite segment of all time. Um, so when it comes to science, I don't know shit about it, but I love reading it. I just read or listened to an audiobook called Project Hail Mary. It's a good read. Uh, it's not good as the three body problem, which I love the most in the last year of books I read or listened to. But it's a good book and um, it's technically kind of like the world. The sun is about to go out due to an attack by some astrophages. So astro being like, you know, astrology, I guess, study of whatever. And then uh, phages, a cell, so they attack it. So they're attacking uh, technically the sun and eventually it's going to decrease the temperature of Earth and and it's going to drop it in the next two decades or so by about 10 degrees in which almost it'll be on the brink of ice. Um, uh, what is it? The ice age. I was going to say the cold war, not the cold war, but it might lead to it. That's the thing stuff, you know, you know, uh, we start losing, uh, like uh, food and energy. It turns into a cold world and war and, uh, excuse me, about all this butchering, but it could lead to that. So anyways, yeah. So I started looking at how long do we have on earth or what's the likelihood of us getting hit. So recently they found new findings of, uh, Banu B as in boy, E as in Eric N as in nigga N as in nigga U as in ugly Banu, one of the most hazardous known asteroids 
has a 1 in 1,750 chance of packing up impacting Earth through 2300. So we're in the year 2021. Higher than previously thought, it could create a crater between 10 to 20 times its size and cause the area of devastation that could reach 100 times the size of a crater. They said that if this uh, asteroid hits, it's the size of Florida hitting us. So that's not really good. But it has me thinking like, well, if it has this chance, and they always believe that something that something's going to bad happen on the Earth. There's a lot of uh, instances, but this asteroid has this chance. Like, we need to, uh, like, what can we do? Like, when do we need to leave the Earth? And besides that, I looked up another thing about when we should leave the Earth. And if the asteroid does not come in about 2300 or so before then, um, four billion years from now, the increase of Earth's surface temperature will cause a runaway greenhouse effect, uh, heating the surface enough to melt it. By that point, all life on Earth, if it still exists, will be extinct. So that's another thing. Or And also the sun will go out in about 7.5 billion years from now. It will turn into a red giant. So it won't be uh, emitting any um sun sunlight which is technically our any uh our energy pretty much so those are two things the comet and by the year 2300 or if we wait long enough four billion years uh eventually earth will turn into a greenhouse effect so that's saying much about people that live in phoenix might be the first city to go i assume it's just already hot as it is but those are two scenarios of when we need to leave earth and then where would we go like we can't live anywhere in the solar system mars doesn't make sense mars will be living in domes all it takes is one dome and then oxygen leaks we're all dead probably or you can live under but also if the sun goes out then there's no point mars won't have any benefit either um so then I looked up some places that we can all move to, you know, and the closest Earth like planet is called Alpha Centauri. You can actually see this uh, in, uh, with the naked eye uh, at night, which is pretty cool. You can see this planet. You don't even need a telescope. There's apps on your phone that you can uh, download and you can it can point you and you can see Alpha Centauri. But it's, it is the closest um, sciences um, have seen and is believed to be an Earth-like planet and it orbits a star at the distance that could favor life. So that's the big thing because uh, if, if you notice, um, I believe Mercury is really close to the sun, right? But it doesn't technically have any um, any atmosphere and it's extremely hot because it's really close to the sun. So... Um, and Venus is too close and also it's not like a planet we can live on and Mars is it's like you have to be like it's like a perfect distance like life is so interesting because it's like it's like perfect like you have to be perfect these all these scenarios perfect 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 almost and that's why we're here um, but that's uh, the closest one is Alpha Centauri um, and we'll have to somehow 
I guess, make that space travel by the year 2300 or 4 billion years from now, which is a lot of time. If the asteroid doesn't have us, hit us and other shit don't happen and World War 12 doesn't happen and we have some time. Um, but it's, uh, they're saying the first is going to be first target for a crew or robotic interstellar, uh, exploration. Um, I'm trying to see what's a ideal time frame there. They're saying, or how long it will take. How many light years is it from here? I'm actually found out that it's only going to take a hundred years, a hundred years to get to Alpha Centauri. Um, and another 4.39 will be an asteroid death. Yeah, so it'll be a hundred years to get there. That's amazing. If we can get a crew and all other stuff lined up, we can get someone like, say, my age, 31, and like a crew of like four people, and then it has to be boy, girl, boy, girl. And then they uh, procreate like within, let's say, by by everyone's like 45 or so and then by our kids will be about 60 ish oh man my math is off before um they get to alpha centauri the second part is if we get to alpha centauri and nothing's there we just wasted hell of people's life and you just living on a spaceship your whole life and now you're just about to die and then you'll just think of like earth as just some hypothetical thing and also another thing about it'll be kind of like um water world you know when they're like oh does land exist that was a good movie water world but yeah so i want to know um if when we'll start planning our trip to alpha centauri or they said if we can send like a robot or some information to um, Alpha Centauri. It'll take a hundred years to get there, and then it'll take four point three nine years to get the data back. So about one hundred five years. Let's see. So it's saying that they're trying to plan a trip to there, but there still has not been any confirmation. And also about the hundred years. That's if we're like um traveling close to the speed of light based on what our technology we have right now, it'll actually take 18,000 years. So we have a long way, but good thing we know that we have at least until the year 2300 to be safe with the asteroid Bennu or the sun goes out or we get a greenhouse effect in about four, I think million billion years or so. I think it's 4 million years, but that is the good old, in 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? I was thinking about where did they come up with the idea of, like, what does, like, do you, off the top of your head, do you know what a second world country is? Like, well, I know it's the first. America's the first world country. Third world country is, like, some random country in Africa, most likely or in Asia or so, but what's a second world country? Well, as my historians are listening and they're probably just going through the roof in their car, they will, they will say that 
the reason why they made the first world country was about like the uh the alliance um during the cold world's war wars golly my english is terrible right now but um so u.s and their formal allies in the world war one uh were technically first world countries and uh russia and their former allies in the second world were second world countries so those where they came up with it so technically i don't think there's a a real second world country right now and also third world country was ones that weren't connected to either side of the soviet you in um, america now it's just based on like financial development and stuff so america is like a first world country and like probably somalia or so is considered a third world country well um we're getting close to the end episode nine this is a interesting episode i like talking about space because i know shit not shit about it but i like reading about it i some of my favorite books are just about space and all um and i'm and i want to say thanks for the people that email me um i know i should be saying all the stuff that you guys are doing but i take one at a time because i just want to you know slowly marinate and uh slow cook this bad boy we got another thousand episodes to make this shit a classic and it's going to take one step at a time remember this is lost in the woods with fames and we're going to end with this well not end with this good old thing but my good old james's corner Shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun.
not to get too graphic, but like a month or so ago, I dropped some weight on my toe, which led to like a slight hairline fracture and my big toe being pretty messed up. I thought uh, they like had to do something that was like the nail's going to come off eventually. So I tried to pull it off like a week or so later and it didn't come off. I kind of actually just put it back in. And then I noticed that it just felt normal. Like everything was okay. Like my nail, I was like, it's my body. It's actually growing back into that nail and everything's fine. And then recently I hit my toe and I noticed that my nail is actually coming off and that there's a new nail growing. And I do apologize. I'm not trying to get graphic, but the reason why I bring this up, because sometimes we're in situations that we hurt ourselves or hurt others and we feel like. We try to put stuff back that was there before the injury and we try to act like everything was okay. But sometimes everything starts growing back again. There's a new layer. The new layer is what's important. And then you got to get rid of that old layer and we got to do that. We got to move on. We got to understand and we have to understand that we can't keep what's old sometimes. We have to go with the new layer and see how we move from there and how we heal from there. And this is Lost in the Woods with Fames. This is episode nine. And I'm just happy that you guys came to my corner. I hope you guys have a good week. Um, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Um, I might not be doing another podcast next week because I will be outside in West Virginia good old west virginia but just like this uh, i want to do a little shout out to my brother it would have been his 35 35th birthday last friday so um he was my role model he meant everything to me and he was the only reason why i started working out he uh i'll tell you a story real quick i was uh i was eating really bad i was eating like i could make the craziest fried chicken crazy it was so good like my neighbor not my neighbor my uh person i live with he's like damn this fried chicken is bomb because i know i make it but i was working and i didn't work out i ballooned i was like probably 320 330 at the time i was like 19 living on my own i was going to community college working part-time and blah 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 and then one day he invited me to the gym and it was a, a gym downtown which was convenient based on my location because i didn't have a car but I was able to ride the bus free because I was working for this bus station. And I was like, man, this is a cool gym. There's not a lot of bros. Everyone's kind of into self. There's older people. Like, I don't feel like judge or anything. And he was like, well, just keep coming with me. And then eventually I signed up and he used to always invite me. And then he stopped going, but he stopped going to that gym. Once he felt, I believe that he was more comfortable with me being on my own and getting my own routine. And that actually had led me to working out all the time and helped me go to my major of exercise uh, physiology, being an exercise physiologist. He was the cornerstone of where I am right now, career wise and why I work in the medical field. And it means uh, a lot. He means everything to me, but I just want to say happy birthday to him. Uh, and yeah. And also, uh, Rest in peace to uh, Nipsey Hussle. And you know how we go do it? Lost in the Woods with Fames. 
Have a good week. Have a good weekend. If it's your birthday, if it's your anniversary, happy, happy, happy. And go read a fucking book. Lost in the Woods with Fames. Me and my nigga stay, stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga stay, stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga we don't stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga we don't stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga stay, stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga stay, stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga don't stay loyal, loyal. Me and my nigga we don't stay. Can I do not fuck with fake niggas? So miss me with that snake. For the low pro three piece chrome, aside two wheels, that's how I'm skating. Pistol on my lap, niggas making threats. Me, I'm trying to ball, niggas wishing death. Probably y'all just talking, probably idle threats. But since I seen this shit happen, I can't take this shit for less. Smoking as I drive, watching for them people. All I know is eat while in these streets, don't let them eat you. This one for my dogs, this one for my lows. Fucking with that fuck around, you fuck around and get smoked One time for my killers, go hard bitches Worldwide bosses, young real niggas Had to make it happen, plus I gave my word Started out the trunk, got it off the curb Trap around the world, blessings that we learn Blessings we deserve, cause niggas kept it firm All my niggas, all my niggas, all my niggas, all my niggas all my niggas, 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 all my niggas.